Hey, Jesse, it's your friend Jay Armstrong from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm just calling to wish you and Settlers and Bruce a happy birthday. I am so humbled uh, to have been a part of the podcast for so many years. And uh, I guess the one question I have to ask for you is, does Mary still get in the car? Happy birthday, buddy. And uh, congratulations. Keep up the good work. See ya. Bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Listing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and uh, joining me is a return guest who may be um, walking on sunshine, floating in the air. Uh, Rachel is freshly back from going to New York and seeing a little show on Broadway. How you doing? Oh my goodness. It's been so crazy. I think last, this past Wednesday, I think that was, or wait, no, today, today's one's, oh my goodness. Today yeah. makes three weeks exactly since I saw Springsteen on Broadway. So my whole life, man, that was such a whirlwind in the best way. Like seriously, like the best experience of my life. But yeah. Yeah. And and there's so much to get into and I and we will get to it all. And please, if I forget something, you know, remind me. But just in case this is their first episode, uh, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. So I'm twenty one. Um a lot of my little Twitter friends, probably if you've seen my tweets, odds are it was Nils related. But, um, but anyway, my whole introduction into Bruce started back when I was 19. Um, it was my freshman year of college. And um, I feel like I always talk about depression so much whenever I'm on here, but it's because it's such a big part of my life. And it really truly was kind of the whole reason I guess for my whole like really deep dive into Bruce's music so both of my parents really big fans of his so I grew up kind of with his music playing like frequently um so it was a big part of my childhood but I think for me back to going back to when I was 19 and like just in a really really like deep depression I just wanted something familiar to listen to and comforting and so for whatever reason I just chose to start listening to Bruce and it became a whole thing and so it really just escalated from there but really truly in the best way like I don't know it's so it's still crazy to me to think about because it's like really it was only like two three years ago but I mean just the the impact it's had and the way it's kind of like affected my too. It, it just always seems crazy to me. So, yeah. Um, Sarah was on a show sharing about um, Sarah Goodwin, who wrote the great novel Beyond the Palace. And it's a love story set around a Springsteen tour. And she talked about she had lost her grandmother and that it really, really, she was crushed because her grandmother was just everything to her. And she happened to pick up a, um, a cassette her dad had made her and it was a homemade cassette. And he, she stumbled on Atlantic city and she said the lyrics of now, everything died, baby, that's a fact, but maybe everything that dies someday comes back. 
just spoke to her with missing her grandmother. And she played that song over and over and over again, you know? And and so I do think there is, um, we talk about this a lot, but the music of Bruce, and especially when you know what he's fought in his depression, everything that he's been, and that music is, can be a tonic to your soul. And so, yeah. And I always appreciate the fact that you open up um, and have shared a lot of yourself on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's something that um, I don't know when I when I first started listening to his music, I know I mentioned that kind of like um, need for something comforting and, you know, familiar, but I really honestly had no idea probably for about the first month that I was really heavily listening to his music. I, I had no idea about his own um, struggles with depression. So that for me just kind of, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't have done such a deep dive like I did if I hadn't discovered that. Um, Because to me, that was like, that was it. That was like the defining moment where, I mean, I've, I remember hearing this depression for the first time and I was just like, oh my God, I just, it truly like, and to be completely honest, even after listening to that specific song and just, you know, knowing his own personal side of it and just listening to his other songs, I still wasn't like, I'm not gonna, you know, sit here and say, oh, well, that cured my depression. Like, no, obviously it was a great help, but, um, but it, it really just kind of, in a way, validated my experiences and then kind of allowed me to go and seek that help for myself. So I think that that was a really big reflection that I came to honestly, kind of recently, um, was that validation piece. So yeah, that, that to me is just like the biggest blessing. So if I remember correctly, um, now have you seen Bruce perform live before? No. Okay. I didn't think so. (laughs) That was another thing. I think a lot of people were like, oh, wow. Like, you know, just some 21 year old, never seen Bruce before. And now Springsteen on Broadway is your introduction. Like, you know, and, and it is, it is crazy. Like truly. But, um, but I seriously, I don't know. I think that in, you know, I I would say in the midst of of this pandemic, I guess we still are, you know, in the midst of it, but. Yes, um, absolutely. But it's been, you know, it's been like over, over a year now. So it, I don't know, but I think that the timing, all of that to say is to say that the timing of it, I think was perfect for me. You know, when I even, um, when I got the ticket, I remember thinking to myself like, okay, like, you know, if this is meant to be, your first, you know, introduction to Bruce, you will get a ticket. And if it's not, then it just wasn't meant to be. And I really leaned on the whole idea of being open to the universe, which was a whole concept that was introduced to me, ironically, in therapy. And I hated it when I first heard it. I was like, okay, like, whatever, like, what else do I have to do? But it's like, one of the things that I've really embraced. So that was that for me. And then miraculously I got a ticket and then I just, I didn't even have a plan on how I was going to get to New York or anything. I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out later. (laughs) So, um, so let's walk through that. How did you get a ticket? (laughs) Okay. So I, I know everybody that was trying to get tickets through SeatGeek was like, freaking out like okay this is not the most efficient you know system whatever and maybe it wasn't who knows um I did something that you know you get uh, um anybody else that tried to get tickets uh through that you know little avenue um there was a little like thing that said oh don't refresh it you know you're still in line whatever well I was getting impatient and I was like, okay, nothing's changing. So I'm just going to refresh it. So I refreshed it and I thought I messed everything up, you know, 
everything went a little crazy for a second. And then all of a sudden it was like, I, my place in line just totally jumped. And then it was like, okay, pick your, pick your seats. And so I was like, oh my God, I got through. So it was like, I was still in shock. I fully processed it until honestly, very uh, soon before I left for the trip, like something in my brain just could not register like what was actually happening and how I got so lucky. Yeah. um, I, I haven't released it yet, but I had Laura on the podcast and she went up to, and she tells the story that because of a delay, she ended up not making the show. Right. Mm -hmm. And so she was crushed. And so they ended up getting other tickets and they went back a second time. And she said, even sitting in her seat in the theater, she's like, okay, something's going to happen. Like this is, I'm still not going to be able to see Bruce uh, because, you know, this, the universe is going to be fighting against me. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, um, who did you take? Okay, so interesting question, because when I got my ticket, I was so like, oh my God, I just need any ticket, right? So I bought one for myself, and I kind of had this like, not real clear plan of what I was going to do, but I said, you know what? I was like, my sister is like my best friend, my ride or die, I'm taking her to New York with me. I don't know that she would want to see Bruce. So I only purchased the one ticket, but she did go with me to New York, but I made um, Springsteen on Broadway sort of my little solo mission. But then of course, you know, the whole little family came together and I had some, some little friends that were like, Oh, I'm going this day too. Or, you know, whatever, working it out like that. So it was like, I knew that even though I was going alone, I wouldn't be alone. You know what I mean? So, well, well yeah. And I've been very honest that um, when I went um, during the first run, um, meeting Bella Pori, who's been on the podcast multiple times, was almost as exciting to me as <laughs> seeing Bruce because, you know, just we had known each other you know through the podcast and then to meet in person and she is just as charming and lovely you know in person and we clicked right away there was no this awkwardness it was just Mm -hmm. two old friends seeing each other even though we had never met before right right so you not only had and we're going to get to this but how (laughs) cool is it that you had an angel looking after you, right? Like you, you had kind of thrown out the universe. Hey, I'm going Would love to try to meet some people. You know, what can we do? And a little angel, one of your Twitter <laughs> angels sent a message out, didn't she? Oh my goodness. Yes. And that was okay. That was absolutely just wild to me because when I sent out that tweet, I was genuinely just like, okay, I know a few of you had mentioned that you have August 25th tickets, but I, you know, I don't remember exactly who. And then in the meantime, you know, it had been a a month and a half or so of people are getting tickets. So I just wanted to see, you know, anybody that follows me that we, you know, like, let's just meet in person, like pandemic, like I just miss interacting with people, like, let's just do it. And then all of a sudden it was just like this whole big thing. I remember I, I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh my God, like my notifications were like crazy. And I was like, what happened? And sure enough, my literal angel hero, one of them (laughs) had just like completely decided to just give me like the best gift ever. And so that was really, really special to me because you know, I knew that I was going to be traveling with my sister, but we're both young women. And I was like, I've never been to New York before. What is this going to be like? So having that like instantly, like just knowing, like walking into the situation, knowing, okay, I have this group of people that are going to be kind of like looking out for me more or less 
was just absolutely amazing. And then meeting them in person was just even better. I seriously, I cried so many times on that trip out of pure gratitude. Like I've never had an experience like that in my life. Like just knowing that that many people like were like willing to like, you know, work their plans around, Mm -hmm. you know, potentially meeting up or doing something, even just the, you know, the idea of it, the potential, the willingness was just like, it always blows my mind. Always. I don't, it's something I don't think I'll ever fully get used to because the love that I receive on, on Twitter, honestly, is just super surreal to me uh, so in case someone doesn't follow you on twitter when i'm talking about your angel give yes. specifics to them what why uh, you were yeah, so excited right we did not name my angel my mystery yes. so little angel named amy lofgren so i literally it was so crazy to me too because when she tweeted out the message like when she retweeted like quote tweeted whatever it is my original tweet she was like oh you know like maybe just like she's like you know request from you know nails and i and i'm like oh my god you guys like i i don't know i feel like some people that follow me are like oh yeah like they know they know how much i love them but truly it is not just it goes deeper than just being a fan like yes i am a fan of specifically just to talk about Nils real quick like Uh yes I am a fan of him as an artist as a musician and all of that but I am huge fans of both of them as people like they are just genuinely I don't think I've ever I don't know I, I call I call them my angel heroes because I feel like it had to have been some something from beyond just you know like the time that you know, I kind of discovered both of them was just very in line with my whole healing journey. And I just felt like that was very, I don't know, I I just it's still so I I get like, I get like flustered talking about it, because I don't even know how to describe how much like, just and yeah, and to be fair, I mean, Yes, you have interacted with Amy on Twitter, but, you know, you, this is just social, um, this is just social interactions. I mean, it is not like you've met her. It is, you know, it is, this is all just wonderful. And to have her say, oh, you know what, I, I, um, can you take care of my friend? Yes, just that amazing. Was she, yes, I forgot about that piece. She called. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, this is our friend," and she tagged me, and you know, and I, I don't know. That to me was just absolutely wild. Like, no, I haven't met her, but I, you know, I, I that's the thing. That's why I, I think that you know, people have this kind of mis uh, misconception of oh, if you know somebody through social media, you don't really know them. And, you know, you can't really build real friendships. And it's like, yes, you have to be careful. You're you're never going to know somebody 100%. Like I just had somebody a few weeks ago, reply to one of my tweets saying, you know, you seem like a lovely person. But, you know, all you is all you ever do talk about Nils and Amy, like, don't you have other interests? And I was like, to that, that kind of shocked me. I've never received a message like yeah. that before. But, um, you know, I explained in response to that person, I just said, well, you know, it is social media and I'm a very multifaceted person. You're not going to see every side of me from social media. I do try my best to be as transparent and authentic as I possibly can convey on social media, but you're not going to get everything. But that being said, I think that, you know, those friendships and those connections are very real. And I really, really got to experience that firsthand on this trip when I got to meet some of these people in person that I had, you know, had some sort of interaction with on Twitter. Yeah. And and to, to talk about that a little bit and, you know, Penn Gillette from Penn and Teller talked about and this was years ago about 
he could see a hundred people saying how good he is at something or how much they enjoy his work. And if one person says something negative, that just breaks his heart and he focuses on that. Yeah. And, and I, I, I still, to this day, there is on, if you go to iTunes and you look up set lusting Bruce, there is mm-hmm. a one star review that says that I, you know, this guy, the host tends to, repeat himself a lot and tells the same stories and maybe he should work up a um you know a frequently asked questions and i always and i think that's why sometimes i'll say when i'm interviewing someone like you know my listeners you've probably heard this a lot so go ahead and skip ahead five minutes because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm hearing this guy in my mind you know I'm, i'm remembering this and so and, and it's easy for me to say to you that, you know, um, F them, it's your Twitter timeline. And if you want to send nothing but, you know, Neil's and, and Amy tweets, you flay it, you say it right there in your, in you know, your bio, basically a fan <laughs> podcast, right? I mean, you, you, you say that. I and, do. And, and so I, you know, you, in a lot of ways you go, okay, Hey, if I was charging you a subscription where you paid, you know, 20 bucks a month, well, then maybe you would, I'd have some input on you, but guess what? I'm not. And, uh, you know, move along. You don't like what I'm saying, then just move somewhere else. Exactly. I mean, that one, that one kind of caught me off guard because, yeah. Okay. Like, honestly, yes, I have had some things said to me that, you know, a fi- uh, one that comes to mind is somebody telling me, I, I don't remember what I was on. Somebody, somebody must've said something mean about Nils. Yeah. <laughs> and I apparently had time that day to tweet some sort of response to this person. Right. And um, it all kind of resulted in this person telling me that, you know, I'm worshiping um, washed up rock stars that are, you know, so much older than me. And um, what was the other one? It was like, I don't remember what the other part of that was, but that's all, all of that is to just say, like, I think that those are funny. I mean, to, they're funny to me now because it's like, okay, like I, and, and that's something that's not new to me, like specifically the age part, like, okay, why are you so like, you know, I don't know what people think of whatever it is. It doesn't matter to me really, because Ultimately, I have the biggest issue with people that put down things that are making other people happy. If you, as long as you're not harming anybody by doing your thing, I don't see an issue with somebody talking about what they love. Maybe it's not my thing. Maybe I don't love it, but I would never go out of my way to tell that person that I don't like that or that, you know, why are they doing that or question them? You know, I mean, it's all just so stupid because it's just like, like you said, yes, it is in my bio. So if you didn't want to see those tweets, then maybe, you know, don't engage. But also, I mean, like you said, again, it does impact you and you do start kind of overanalyzing like, okay, well, maybe I do this and maybe it's a problem. Maybe it's bad and maybe I need to change it. But I mean, as as soon as I kind of took a step back and, you know, rationalized the situation a little bit, I was like, okay, you do talk about them a lot because they have tremendously impacted your life in a really good way there's nothing wrong with that and also I do talk about other things I mean not that I and this was my biggest point with this particular situation was that I felt like why should I have to prove myself I'm not going to tell this person well actually I talk about this this and this because I didn't feel that it you know really warranted an explanation but I know that I do have obviously other interests and other yes. things going on in my life, but 
yeah, I can relate to that. That one negative kind of does stick with you for a little bit. Yeah, it, it does. So um, you, you're planning to go into New York. Uh, you got your partner. Your sister is going to enjoy, well, not the show, but the actual trip. So you've got your best friend there. So um, who all were you able to meet? Okay, so... So it was actually very sweet because as soon as Amy kind of put the word out on Twitter, uh, lots of people kind of, I don't even know how they did it. Well, I, I know how they did it. It was, it was the Spring Nuts whole group and yeah. how we, they all on the Facebook page, which I don't have a Facebook. So right. <laughs> this was all arranged. Um, honestly, not that I even would have been directly included in this part, but anyway, they set up like a whole little, like who's going what day type of thing. And then they passed along my phone number. We all exchanged phone numbers. There was a group chat with a bunch of people in it that were all going to be going on that same night. So it was nice because I got to kind of, you know, like, just kind of interact with them a little bit before we all even got there. So it was nice to kind of build up that little relationship ahead of time. And then, so we, we all had planned to, um, you know, go to dinner before the actual show. And so that was really, really fun. And it was like, you had mentioned, like, you know, when you're meeting people that you only know through social media, you do worry about that initial awkwardness, but there was really none of that. I mean, it was, it truly was everything I expected that super welcoming, super friendly environment. And just, I mean, my sister came to the dinner too. And they were just so like, she kept saying, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm not really in the group, but you know, and they kept correcting her like, no, like you are like, it's a family. Like, and I was like, that's the biggest, like, I don't know, the biggest, uh, like reward, honestly, of that whole thing was just that they were so welcoming. Like I expected, I really, you know, didn't expect anything bad, but to just be that, like, to just feel that supported was just honestly indescribable. I don't have anything to compare it to because I've never experienced anything like it, but I was able to meet with them and they actually kept it. I didn't know how he was going to the dinner. Like I got there and I was like, hi, you know, introduce myself and everybody else at the table introduces themselves and he wasn't there yet. And then so somebody kind of, you know, started talking about it. And then I heard somebody else go, oh, like it was a secret. They were trying to kind of keep it like, you know, all like hush hush for me, but it was really sweet. Like just being able to like meet the person that made the whole thing happen. I was like, thank you so much. It was so nice, especially in the times of COVID, being able to meet yes. people in person, tell them in person, like how grateful you are, or just how nice it is to even just be able to just meet at all. Like, you know, I just felt super, super lucky. And then uh, right before the actual show, I got to meet two more friends. I think it was just two. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, which was interesting um, because I was like, I had, um, so Stephanie, if you're, if you listen to this, Hey, but she, (laughs) I met her before the show because we had been kind of, um, talking to each other on Twitter, like, Hey, we're both going this same night, you know? And so I met her briefly before the show. and, And then while we were talking, somebody else came up to me and he was like, Oh, hi. He's like, I'm assuming you're Rachel. He's like, I see your tweets all the time. Like just wanted to say hi. And I was like, Oh, hi, Joe. Like, I forgot you're here too. Like, it was so weird. Like knowing, like, like having somebody know who I was and me know who they are. And it's like all of interactions have been on Twitter. It was very, a very weird, but very, very good experience. Um, and honestly, too, like on a like more like superficial note, I guess it did just make me I felt a little bit famous. They all had me feeling like a little bit like a celebrity. <laughs> I, good for you. Absolutely. <laughs> That's nice. So you got, you know, a great dinner. You got to meet a lot of people. You know, I, I'm I'm not surprised at all. But I love to hear 
that they were inclusive with your sister and like, no, 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 this is okay. Um, so you go into the, you go into the theater, you know, Rachel, what are you thinking? What, what are you, yeah, talk to me a little bit about this. (laughs) All right. So I was like, already like shaking, like before, before I even got in the theater. So I'm, you know, I'm digging through my wallet. I know I have my vaccine card like on me, like ready to go. But I'm like, I'm so like just excited and anxious that I'm like, you know, like it's taken me a minute. And I remember the guy going, just relax. You're about to see the boss. And I was like, Oh, I love that. Just do you understand what you just said to me? I was like, how can I relax? Like, I'm going to be like, he's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Like, and I just couldn't believe it. So I get in and I like go up and now I had a balcony seat, which honestly, there was no such thing as a bad seat in that. Yes. I've heard that from both theaters. I, I know when I was at the original theater, I went, oh man, everything would have been a great so I, I have no doubt that this is, you know, great to see. Absolutely. I mean, as soon as I got into my seat, I took a picture and I, you know, it, it was so cute too to have people following my little journey. Like that was so fun for me um, to kind of document it all. But yeah, I had a really, really good seat. Like every, like I said, every seat was a good seat. So I get there and I'm just like trying to just, you know, compose myself a little bit. Um, so this just like all kinds of nervousness, excitement, just all of that energy, just kind of waiting for, you know, like this big thing to happen. So I still don't think I really processed it until he stepped on stage. Like, something just couldn't like, I just couldn't fully process what was going on until that happened. So. So Rachel, were you, had you, I mean, I assume you had watched it on Netflix. So you had seen the original run. Had you read articles and found out the changes he had made? No. So I sort of did that deliberately. Um, I didn't, I know the last time I was on the podcast, I talked about this. I didn't, I wasn't actively avoiding, you know, spoilers of any sort, but I really was not seeking them out either. So I kind of just wanted it, especially with it being my first Bruce experience. I really wanted to just walk in just, you know, knowing absolutely nothing. And, you know, like you said, I had watched the Netflix, the original run, but Um, honestly, I hadn't even watched it in a while. So it was kind of like, even the stuff that was like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's the same. It was like, it was still kind of almost like seeing it with fresh eyes. So that was really exciting. That's good. So, um, the lights dim, you know, uh, I assume that they did similar to what mine is, please turn off your cell phones, you know, and da, 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 da. And all of a sudden, you know, there he is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, so talk about it. Oh my God. Okay. So I literally, I cried before he even got on stage at all. I just couldn't believe the whole, you know, combination of, you know, the fact that I was even able to be there and just, the energy, the environment, the anticipation, just all of it. Um, But once he walked on stage and I like, there truly is nothing in this world like hearing him live. Like I just instantly knew that. Like he honestly didn't even have to like sing anything yet, just walk out. And I knew I was never, it was not going to be like, anything else in this world. So obviously very excited, but um, having, I think for me at this, you know, seeing the show at the time that I did being the age that I am, I think that the introduction of growing up was really, really 
just really like struck me even more than I think, you know, I, I think obviously in general, it's just gonna like have an impact on people like, oh, what a great introduction to the show. And it is, but um, it really, really resonated with me. So that just made it all the more special for that first little, you know, introduction. Absolutely. Yes. Did, um, so I, I know it's hard to get through. So do you have moments that stand out the songs that especially were meaningful to you? Talk about some of the highlights. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad I wrote them down because I really would have been like, Oh my gosh, it was so amazing. I don't remember, but, um, I'm like I mentioned growing up. Okay. I knew going in that I said, okay, if he keeps my father's house in the show, I'm going to like lose it. Like I know I'm going to. Um, so I did, but I was still able to, you know, keep my composure a little bit. Um, but that was just to me, I, I don't, I, you know, I won't go too deep into it, but the storytelling aspect of the show in general, specifically with that song, really, really, really clicked with me. And I, it was almost like another validating experience. Like I talked about earlier with the whole depression thing. That to me was just like hearing somebody that I like love and admire and just I'm just constantly in awe of talk about things that I can personally relate to was and and to hear it live no less was just I seriously don't even know how to describe it like that was definitely a highlight for me in a super emotional <laughs> but super validating way um and then another one was so my hometown when he played that again I was like okay just like the other show like and honestly yeah a lot of it was the same which I love sure yeah um but my hometown in particular was special to me because that is one of the songs that I have the clearest memory of um hearing in terms of like my one of my first times hearing Bruce like when I was a child like right like three years old like in our old house in Cleveland like sitting on the porch with the music blaring where it's always summertime like I those memories are just like my my real introduction to Bruce I guess but also just you know just really good childhood memories in general so that was super special And one of the songs that really was a highlight for me that I did not expect was The Promised Land. So I think that for that one, it was the lead up, the the story little lead up to that song. Um, Mm -hmm. Just him talking about being young and having your whole life ahead of you. And just, he talks, the, the, the one particular part of the show that also really got me was, and like, again, also in the initial run, but he, when he talks about just, you know, when he leaves Freehold and he's laying on the back of the truck and he's yeah. just talking about feel, just feeling grateful to be alive for me as somebody that struggles with depression, but is also a young person, those moments are sort of rare for me but when I have them there's nothing like it in the world so sure that that story tell like that specific storyline before hearing that song was just so powerful for me and it was just totally like perfect timing like I I needed to hear it and I needed to to connect with it because I like I said I really hadn't before I mean it's a good song I, I like it but I didn't expect it to be a highlight um, so that was another really, really like just prominent moment from the show. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah. Um, so you got, I'll see you in my dreams, but oh, you didn't yes. get born to run. So what's your feelings on that? Okay. So I was a little surprised. Um, he played Fender Road, which 
beautiful, amazing. I always think of my mom when I hear that song because that's her favorite Bruce song. So she's never seen Bruce either. And she wasn't able to go with me to Springsteen on Broadway. So that was a little, that was a, that was a little sad for me, a little, you know, bittersweet moment. Like, yes, I'm here and I'm having the time of my life. But, you know, my mom, who obviously I'm super close, you know, super close to, and she's just like super special to me isn't having the same experience but that to me felt like okay that was my my moment where I got to kind of think about her um but there were two there was so okay so we didn't get born to run I was a little bit like I don't even think disappointed is the right word because it's Bruce and for me I got more than I ever could have wanted out of that experience makes sense yes um but born in the USA was a whole nother emotional just mess tell (laughs) me why it was very similar to the uh you know the netflix the original run yeah no um and okay so i i go to kent state and i before covid was involved in the may 4th task force so yeah my knowledge on the, the, you know, I guess, I don't know, general atmosphere of the country in, uh, during the Vietnam era is, you know, pretty good, I would say. So, so having that kind of knowledge and stuff and being a Bruce fan and hearing the song and understanding the lyrics, um, I think it was, it just made it even more powerful to hear it live um, in the version that he played it in. Because to me, that was just like, it almost, and this goes for a lot of the show, it kind of takes you out of time. So yeah. you, every single song, honestly, put me in a different, honestly, kind of in a different world. So that one was particularly powerful just because I, you know, obviously it's a super emotional thing. And, you know, I remember watching it um, on Netflix and, you know, being emotional then, but to to hear it live is just a whole nother experience. And kind of in the same, you know, with holding on to that same theme, I guess, when he played 41 Shots and then The Rising. Yes. Those two, I did not expect him to play. Um, So that was super, super powerful, obviously, just because of the, you know, the content of the songs, but also just, you know, with, with the state of the country and, you know, the fact that it's ironic, we were actually just talking about that specific case in one of my classes tonight, but, and of course I brought up Bruce, but, um, but the fact that that was, you know, what, 21, 22 years ago. And it's like, you could pretty much write that song and it would pretty much be relevant for any time period is just, you know, it just adds that extra layer of emotion to it. So that was really, really just, I don't know. I I, I don't want to call it a highlight, but definitely another powerful moment within the show and then obviously the rising as well and I kind of at the time didn't comprehend like how close it was when I saw the show to September 11th and I was only one when September 11th happened right. so I really don't have the only you know knowledge that I have is whatever I hear from other people or read or see or whatever so so I think that to me that was that was really powerful because it almost made it real to somebody that was not old enough to really comprehend it. Right. So, I mean, and of course, in typical Bruce fashion, he just makes it sort of, like I said, just that out of, like, out of time, out of world kind of experience. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do... um anything disappoint you and I, I I know that's a dumb thing to ask but no, you know it's not dumb it's not dumb I get it um yeah well honestly no <laughs> yeah. um 
Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it, anything that I could have expected, I walked in with, you know, honestly, no expectations because I've, it was my first Bruce experience, like I've said, yeah. and it, I just, you know, Springsteen on Broadway, that whole kind of intimate setting alone presents, like lends itself to being just totally unprecedented, like don't know what you're going to get type of thing. I mean, yeah. to some degree you do, but yeah. at the same time, you know nothing. Um, so I was not disappointed at all. Another highlight that I forgot to mention was, so obviously, like I said, never saw Bruce live, which also means I've never seen Patty live. So when she walked on stage, I, from my balcony seat, like I had my mask on, obviously, but I like, I was like, oh my God, Rachel, like close your mouth because I could not (laughs) stop staring at her. She is so like breathtakingly gorgeous. Like I seriously was just like, yeah, I know you're about to sing, but like, oh my God. Like I just, I don't know. To me, that was, that was like another unexpected um, thing for me. Like I knew that it was going to be super, super add to the specialness, Mm -hmm. add to the, you know, just... I don't even know the word, just absolutely amazing experience um, that she, you know, that you're going to get to see her too. But I mean, it truly is just a whole nother experience getting that just firsthand seeing it live. Like, oh my God, I'm still, I'm still like processing it. So. Yeah, that is awesome. That is so great. And, and I, 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 I was lucky enough when I was there, I got to see her you know, saying, and I, and I know the, you know, he did different songs the nights she couldn't be there, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, what did you do after the show? Oh, okay. So after the show, so. Did you, I mean, little... is there anything I left off that you wanted to talk about the show that I didn't ask you? Um, I know as soon as I end this, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have mentioned that. And I should have mentioned that. And I should have mentioned yeah. that. But um, everything that I have written down, we discussed. Oh, except for Land of Hope and Dreams. You know, yes. that's been, I think, the very first time I was on the podcast, which feels like forever ago. I feel like yeah. I was such a baby. Um, but I know that I did mention that as one of my favorite songs of his or just one yeah. of you know, the most impactful songs. Um, and, it, you know, that's still true. But I think, you know, hearing that was just like, that to me brought the whole community family aspect of it all together for me. Like, yeah, I had gotten that, like, luckily, um, I had gotten that kind of sense of family and community before the show. But hearing that, and it really, that was, I think, also the moment where I was like, God, I can't wait for like, live music to be fully back like I there were so many songs where I was looking at the people around me that obviously I didn't know like I would get up and sing and dance with you right now if we could like that to me I wanted to get out of my seat and I mean obviously it's like Springsteen on Broadway so the setting is very different but yes I mean it just really like it made my desire for that even stronger so that was just another honestly highlight because it did keep me hopeful for the future. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine that. That's, that's awesome. Um, so, all right. You know, after the show, you, you, you're on a Springsteen high. <laughs> I was. And so, you know, he's, you know, every, you know, the show's over, everybody's clapping, you know, all of that. And I say, you know what? I said, I'm in the, like the top, like balcony seats. I said, but you know what? I said, I am, I can be really fast running downstairs. So I said, I'm going to book it and I'm going to see just how close I can possibly maybe get. I didn't know if I was going to miss him or, you know, if I was even going to get to see him at all, but I was like, it's worth a shot, Rachel, just do it. And I, I booked it down, <laughs> down all of these stairs. Now it's like the way the stairs are in that theater, it's kind of like a spiral. So like, I was a little dizzy, but I was like, it doesn't matter. It's worth it. And so I raced down the stairs and I get out there and, you know, there's people already, you know, lined up 
and stuff and I kind of you know get get my way in there and then I wind up like when he walks out I wind up being like you know I wasn't I wasn't the closest to him that I could have been but I was yeah. very very close and all of my pictures are absolutely terrible because okay. I was so bad right. that I was like oh my god it's Bruce and I was like and I always said you know if I ever got in close proximity with Bruce you know well what would I say to him what would you know even if it's just shouting like what am yeah. I gonna say and you know in my head I thought oh I'm gonna sound so you know you know eloquent and put together and I'm gonna be like wow thank you so much for talking about your depression so as he's getting in his car or in the car you know I'm like okay, Rachel, this is your moment. Just whatever you're going to shout, you're going to shout it now. Right. And all shout is just like, I love you. And I'm like, all right, Rachel, well, whatever. So yeah. it worked. But it was just like, it was such a surreal experience. So just beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. And then immediately after the show, um, so I walk back to the hotel and I walk back with one of the like spring nut little cuties um, yeah. Lori, who actually got um, one of the guitar picks from that show. She oh, was nice. So I was very, very excited for her. And I was telling her on our walk back, like, you know, like, I'm so, so genuinely happy for you. Like, so glad that this, that you had such like a personal experience. Like, that's so cool, you know? And she was like, you know, she's like, thank you. She's like, and I know you really mean it. And then she, she brought up the whole, you know, nobody wins unless everybody wins. And I was like, that really, to me, like, yes, we say that all the time. Yes, it's a thing, but I think to have um, like an in-person interaction with somebody and be able to have that kind of an experience in person was just so just like rewarding to me. And it just made me feel even more grateful than I already did. And it was just a, all around, no part of that trip was bad. All of it was That's amazing. That's awesome. Regardless of whether, you know, it was people that I was able to meet in person or people that were just super, super kind to me on Twitter that were like, Oh, I've been loving following your little journey. Like that truly means the world to me. And I don't think that I could ever accurately express like how much it means to me, but genuinely I see every reply that people replied to my, those tweets with like, I read all of them. Like I saw them, like, you know, like it just, it's just, I just feel so lucky. Yeah. And, and, and I just, I felt such a joy um, following you on Twitter and knowing that you're going on this journey and knowing that, you know, you were not only, you know, did, did Amy kind of bless you and go, Hey, let's take care of my girl. She called me my girl. She called me. I, mean, I, you know. Know. I was like, Oh my God. And she then, a couple of times I said, yeah. Oh my God, you have to stop. Cause I am blushing. Yes. And then to go and have a good time and to see, you know, um, anytime you can see Bruce perform live is great, but with all this pandemic and everything going on, a chance to go and to see him and have him, you know, make fun of himself. And, you know, this, this is a lighter show than, you know, the yes. Netflix show a little bit. It was just yeah. I, it's such a blessing. And, and I'm so happy for you. And I, I, I just am thrilled. And I hope that in 2022, when we get another tour, that we will work it out somehow where you and I can meet in person and exchange hugs and just, you know, kind of um, make in person what we've been able to do uh, through social media and through being on the podcast. Yes, I would love that. That seriously, that was my, like I mentioned, the end of, at the end of the show, I was just like, God, I just want to like, this was so great. And like you said, too, I mean, with, with COVID and everything, the timing, the fact that I was able to go and do this. And then, you know, with all, I mean, I really got so lucky in the timing because like a week after I had gone was when all of the flooding and everything had happened. Yeah. So I felt beyond blessed that it all worked out so beautifully for me. Um, 
but also yeah like you said that whole interaction aspect i seriously cannot wait to just meet more people that i've made connections with and even people that i haven't like i would gladly like this pandemic and springsteen on broadway experience really made me truly be like i would just like i would like it's a bruce show if it's a bruce show like even if you're dancing with a stranger, like dancing with strangers, they're not strangers, yes. like it's all family. Like, so yes. I just can't wait to get to have that experience again. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Rachel, thank you so much for taking time and being here. And, and I'm so happy and so thrilled that you joined me. Um, let's, uh, keep me posted. Um, if someone wants to follow you on Twitter, let me know. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So my Twitter is at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L underscore B-E-R-C. So thank you so much, Jesse. It's always so fun. I love talking on this podcast. I know I kind of probably rambled a little bit. Oh, no, you there, don't. But- Oh, it's just so fun. I always enjoy myself. And you're such a great host. You make it so comfortable. Well, and don't forget, if you decide that you're going to have a a Neil's, um, you know, podcast, you know, uh, I know you've got school going on, but like we're, I'm I'm right there. I'm ready to support you, you and get your guest and y'all, you can interview and talk and I will put it out on Set Lesson Goose and support you 100%. And I just want to also say that I appreciate that you 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 share your ups and downs on social media and not to hey look at me look at me look at me but so that other people know that we're having all of us struggle at different times all of us have hard days and hard times right and and by sharing that, hey, today was a good day or today was a little tough and giving us a chance to help each other, I think just makes a difference. And I'm really, I'm proud to call you my friend. Oh my God, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. No, that's, that's always my goal. If it, you know, if it helps one person, it's enough. And I just, I, I don't know. There's, for me, there's just no, there's no room for any type of shame in any of it so it's something that I'm just super passionate about and also on that you know on the other end of that it's like I just feel grateful that people are so willing to you know go through all my ups and downs with me and you know just be there to support me I've seriously never could have expected the kind of responses that I get so seriously I just from the bottom of my heart I'm so grateful for you for everybody else that has supported me and just shown me a crazy amount of love. So thank you. Well, I am just so glad that we are um, part of each other's lives and I wish you the best. Um, And, you know, I'm sure, you know, finish up this semester strong and then whatever you decide to do post-graduation, I know you're going to do great at. And then I look forward to having you back on the podcast to share more journeys. Oh, thank you so much. All right, listeners, you, please go get vaccinated. Go be safe. Let's get, uh, remember to wear our masks. Let's remember to wash our hands and social distance. And let's be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. For now, thank you, Rachel. Thank you, listeners. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation. And I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash 
and right now, who does? You can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, that listening Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.